how is Josh and Ashley? Yeah, it's fine. And we're live here on Facebook. Uh, how you doing, Rich? I'm doing good, Mike. So this is uh, take two yet again this week. Hopefully the audio is working. Uh, on my end, it looks like it's working. Um, I can kind of test it here a little bit, make sure. Um, but, Rich, you have a good week? Yeah, we're good. Okay. We're good on audio, so yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we don't have to do a take three. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm doing, I, it was a good week. Um, one more week of uh, partial work weeks, which has its, uh, which is in an odd way I'm looking forward to getting back to working five days a week, having to get caught up on some things. But uh, Yep. So, but it's all good. How are things up in Esterville? Uh, it's snowing. It's actually snowing pretty heavily. We went, uh, we went to uh, a, a different church this week. Our church is having some plumbing issues, so we ended up mm-hmm. um, going to a different church this week. And uh, I plowed before we left, and when by the time we got home, you couldn't tell I had done anything. Wow, not bad. So, yeah, we're yeah, it's it's doing it. So. But either it's way, a sunny day here. It's a sunny day here. Ooh. Nothing is going on yet. I mean, it's gonna be forty. It's gonna be like thirty-five degrees tomorrow. So hopefully, it's all gonna go away. Hopefully, a lot of it goes away at least. But uh, we got a big show for you today, folks. Uh, Sunday edition. Yesterday, Rich had stuff going on. I had work going on, and uh, a baby party to go to. So. Um, we had to do. Uh, we got to do it today, even though you might have gotten things saying we were doing it on Friday. So that didn't. That was a good episode if you know how to read lips. Yeah, yeah. But or at uh, least I thought it was a good episode. I thought it was too. And we're doing. I mean, we're gonna do basically the same episode. Uh, we've added a couple of things. The Cubs have added some new players. That's one thing we're gonna talk about today. Uh, baseball officially starts. It's spring, Rich. Spring That's is right. here. Um, and uh, what else do we have that I'm supposed to talk about? Uh, um, to- we'll be talking some NASCAR today, giving you uh, – the boys are still down in Daytona. Yep. But this time um, – so we'll kind of be recapping what happened last week and also giving you a prediction for today's race. Yep. And uh, we'll also be talking a little hockey. Yeah. As, uh, looking how our preseason predictions are doing as well as kind of talking about the difficulties that happened yesterday at the outdoor game in Lake Tahoe, which caused today's game to be rescheduled. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, the the world is in a uh, deep freeze, and yet they can't keep the ice frozen. Yeah. All that and more on this week's episode of Balls and Sticks, the podcast. Rich, you know what it's time for? Roll that intro. Time to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. So, Rich, um, before we get into all of the sports things, you know we got to talk about a poll question. We do. So, yeah, we do. Um, so... Let me get the, the poll question up. Um, so we, we were looking at racing movies this week, Mike. Yep. 
and our racing movies were Ford versus Ferrari, Cars, World's Fastest Indian, Fast and Furious, Days of Thunder, and Talladega Nights. Folks, just so you know, we when we say Fast and Furious, we mean like the whole franchise. We're not talking about the one called Fast and Furious. We're not ca- talking about the first The Fast and the Furious. We're not talking about Fast Five or Fast... We're talking about it all as a whole. So... Mm-hmm. We didn't say that last week because we didn't want more people to vote for it because we wanted a clear winner, <laughs> and our clear winner uh, was not Fast Furious. No, it, to me that that's not a racing movie because racing isn't the central focus of right. the movie. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, it but is an it, aspect, it was added, but it is not. Yeah, it was added to the movie. Um, at my wife's suggestion when we were putting all these movies and categories um, yeah, into this discussion. So, Mike, where, where did you go? Where, where did you vote? And then we'll give our winner. Rich, I want to go fast. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you do it. <laughs> Talladega yeah, I- Nights. I went with Talladega Nights as well, which is kind of surprising my... Um, that my wife also did not yeah. did not vote Talladega Nights as that as it was in a comment from that movie was what caused us to meet at church yeah. meet, at, meet after a bible study so I mean what's your favorite line Rich the prayer scene with ah. the Lord baby Jesus uh, or the if you're not first you're last there's so many good quotes come I out like of to think, think of my Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt because he says, I'm, I'm serious, but I'm here to party. Or Jesus is the lead singer of a Leonard Skinner cover band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many good things to come out of that. But uh, she went with Fast and Furious instead. Thank you for my smoking hot wife. Yeah, it's all good. That, that whole movie. I Man, I haven't seen it in a while. I think I, I got to watch it. Again, but this is one honestly uh this poll question it of the movies polls that we've been doing i have seen all but two of these one mm-hmm. falls under my no tom cruise movies rule and okay. the other one is i desperately want to see it but haven't yet yeah um, um so fa- probably... ford versus ferrari for me is the only one uh that i want to see that i haven't seen um, yeah. I guess I don't think I've seen the last few Fast and the Furious movies. I saw the first one. I saw the second one. I saw the third one. And then I was done. You've seen the majority of them. Yeah. No, I okay. d- maybe the majority. I don't know. There's like a hundred of them now, aren't there? I they're don't like, think there's that many. There's they're like, like those l- eight or nine. I figured it out. I figured it out, Rich. Here's What's my that? theory. They are the Land Before Time movies. Because all the people that watch them are the Land Before Time kids back in the day. Remember those? How they? Yeah. The first one came out and it was good. The second one came out and it was all right. They used the same characters, and then they just started making them like straight to DVD type stuff for the rest of the time, and uh, that's what uh, Fast and the Furious is. But Fast and the Furious all went to theaters. It's just maybe the amount of time that they spent in the box office declined each and F with each and every one and nobody wants to watch that crap uh but um 
but yeah, I've seen a few of them. I don't know how many there are anymore. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, definitely one that I totally want to see. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Um, cars, nobody voted for. I was kind of surprised at that, yeah. especially with our family-oriented uh, people. But then I think maybe those family-oriented people are the types that are like, um, I don't want to to validate this movie because my kid watches it all the frickin' time. And they're just burned out on the movie that now that's a movie that it's a it was a good movie the first couple times you saw it, but because of so many times watching it, it's a movie that you've grown to love and to hate. Yeah, totally think that's probably where it's at. So, um, with well, that, Tal- with that being yeah, said, so- Talladega Nights wins. With four votes, mm-hmm. um, Solomon Stroop, friend of the show and fellow member of our Fantasy NASCAR. Folks, if you're not joined, get joined. Check us out. We have the link in our Facebook page, both our fan page and I think mm-hmm. we've shared it on our on our normal page. And uh, and you can do that. Be a part of Fantasy NASCAR. Solomon Stroop, who, is, uh, who, who generally does pretty well in that. Uh, voted for Talladega Nights. So did Barb Barb Rose, Barbara Rose, my sister, and uh, I don't remember who all voted for Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder was uh, my brother-in-law Josh and my buddy Mark Johansson. And then the uh, sister-in-laws, uh, your wife and her sister-in-law Ashley, voted for Fast and Furious. World's Fastest Indian didn't get yeah. a vote. I don't think Ron saw it, or I don't know if he's on Facebook all that much. I mean, he's of that generation that they're either always on it or they're never on it. And then uh, no cars votes, and then no Ford versus Ferrari. I think that one's a little new for some of our audience, though. Probably. So, so Mike, what's our what's our poll question going to be next week? Next week, look for it to go live. I think it goes – did you put it live, or is it going live today? Uh, it'll go live today. Okay. It's going to be golf movies. So in your golf movie categories, Caddyshack, Tin Cup, The Legend of Bagger Vance, The Greatest Game Ever Played, and Happy Gilmore. I don't know which one of these I'm voting for. I, I already do, mostly because it's based on the – based on um... – I don't think I, I haven't seen all of those movies, so I'm probably going to have to vote for the one that I've seen. I have seen every one of these movies, and they are all great movies. Good. I love them all. I Man, Caddyshack and Tin Cup, man, it's all, I, ah, oh, man, I can't, I can man, I don't know which one to vote for. Uh, I hope we get a lot of votes on this one. Um, I, you know, I know one I know a friend of the show, Michael Trowbridge, what he would vote for, but he's not on Facebook. He's not. So he doesn't get a vote, which is sad. All right, Mike. So let's keep the show moving around and go into our first topic of discussion, Mike, which leads to our question of do you see what's coming up next? Is it a left turn, Rich? It is. And and what comes after that? Another left. Heading into the NASCAR corner. Let's do it, yeah. folks. So last week, we had the Daytona 500 filled with wrecks, rain, and a surprise winner. 
and Michael McDowell winning a, I think it was a 13-hour rain-delayed race. So, like, from start to finish, it ended up being, like, 13 hours worth of of stuff going on. Um, long day, into the night, all sorts of craziness. Uh, your winner, like I said, is Michael McDowell. Rich, how much did you get to see? Um, uh, I, I didn't, I saw, I saw up until the wreck because okay. that's when right around the, that first lap 15 or 16 wreck when about 15 cars or a good chunk of the field got knocked out. That's also when they went into a weather delay. So both my wife and I gave up on the race and watched watched movie watched dvds instead and then by the time the race started again it was already about time for bed so i didn't go back and watch it and finish yeah, it yeah i got to watch the second half i did not get I, we were driving across the state of iowa getting from the baby shower up to here and i i have my dvr set up so i could record it so i was recording the race and i'm like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pay attention i'm not gonna log in to uh, NASCAR because I don't want to know what's going on. I want to watch the whole race, and uh, I get on to I get home, and the race uh, is still going on. I mean, it's been rain delayed since lap fifteen. Watching that replay, um, those guys were driving as aggressive as they normally do uh, in three quarters at three quarters to the end of the race. So. I was surprised at, uh, at at how aggressive they were being that early, but that happens once in a while. Um, Rich, remind the folks who we uh, who you and I both picked, and what positions they ended up with last week. Yeah, so Mike, you picked Denny Hamlin who finished fifth, and I picked Ryan Blaney who finished thirtieth. He Ooh. was in that fifteen fifteen car pileup on lap fifteen and did not finish. I don't think he might have finished the race but he was a lot of laps down if he was yeah. able to get back out there uh, uh so mike you gain a an early 1-0 lead going into this week's race which is the o'reilly auto parts 256 uh but before we get there let's go ahead and give our fantasy nascar shout out yep um this week's winner coming out of the daytona 500 was me yep as going to our fantasy nascar standings right now as i was able to come away with 172 points between driver finishes and the bonus points uh second place was the funk house or tony at 155 solomon finished with 152 coming in third and mike you were in fourth place with 146 so we're still pretty all pretty close yeah we are did you ever figure out what was going on with josh um, he said he was having troubles with the between the app and getting registered, so he decided not to do it this year. That's a bummer. Hopefully next year we can uh, get him in on this and uh, we can have uh, one more guy to have some fun with. So Yeah. So probably uh, going forward with the Fantasy NASCAR shout-out is it'll probably be who, which one of the four people in our league won that week. Probably not a full rundown of the standings every single week. Um or maybe which one other than me and Mike finished yep. finished with the most points. So yep. it'll probably be a, um, an ongoing discussion throughout the fantasy NASCAR season. Uh, so Mike, let's go ahead and look, look ahead to the O'Reilly auto parts 256, which will be held on the Daytona road course 
yeah. uh, there at the Daytona International Speedway. Any advice for the listeners on how the, how you would set up your fantasy lineup and maybe some drivers to look into? So I would think you want to look at guys, especially because this is a the, the road course that they use is a commonly used one, and it's the road course they use for the the 24 hours of Daytona. Rich, we just had that, and we discussed we when that happened a few guys that were in that race. That's right. You had um, Jimmy Johnson, who's no longer in yep. NASCAR, but you did have active drivers in Austin Dillon. Kyle, um, Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott and this Kyle year, Busch has also yep. raced in it in previous years. And maybe another extra wrinkle into this is that they held the Bush clash on yes. the Daytona road course layout. That so is... at least everybody in the field has raced on this layout at least once, if not twice, yeah. if they were in the, on the NASCAR cup series last year, when the return to date return to racing where the first race back was the Daytona road course. So I would, my advice would be look towards your guys that have the most experience. Chase Elliott, uh, uh, Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch. Those three should be in your, in your fantasy lineup this week, period. I know that you, I know half of the people that watch fantasy or that watch NASCAR hate Kyle Busch. That's okay. You don't need to like him for him to earn your points in Na- in fantasy NASCAR. You just need to put him on your team. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, another another driver to look into or another couple of drivers would be uh, Chase Biscoe. Yep. has good road course history yep. from the Xfinity series, so this could be a good race to use him at. That is also as well as uh, A.J. Allmendinger, yep. who, is a, who is a ringer. Who will be um, yep. who is a part-time driver in the Cup Series? Who is who they've already announced will be predominantly used for the road courses. Um, and then the final the final two that I would also throw out uh, not not necessarily road course masters, but guys that are really good at car control in general: Ryan Newman and Denny Hamlin. Okay, um, another driver, Martin Truex Jr. He's really good with road courses. As basically, it's either been like, well, what is it? The past couple of years, it's either been him or Chase Elliott winning the race, winning those road course races in the Cup Series. So, Rich, at this time, you know what it's time for? Time for us to make our picks. Okay. So, Mike, you won the Daytona 500, so you get the first pick. Who are you going to go with? Uh, I'm going to pick the guy that we've been talking about most in this segment. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to pick. Chase Elliott. All right. Um, Chase Elliott was going to be the guy I was going to pick if you chose somebody different. So um, so I'm going to go with my other guy that, that I know has good road course history, and I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. I yep. prefer somebody that's at more toward the front of the field as he's going to be starting in 22nd. That's where he drew uh, for the starting position since they didn't have qualifying. But I'm going to take a chance that him, him being in the back half of the field, that he can work his way up to the front Yep. by the time the race ends. So uh, anything else before we let the cars uh, make their way off the track? Nope. Well, let's go ahead and let the cars go around the track. Um, yeah. Uh, 
I guess one last note, so I forgot about it. We mentioned it in our uh, in our lip readers special episode on Thursday was that uh, we did find out that your bonus picks do not carry over from week to week. Correct. So you will have to set those. So for Tony and Solomon, if you haven't made your picks for this week's rake ship, make sure to do that. Your drivers from last week's lineup will carry over, but your bonus picks will be empty as you will have to make those picks each and every week. And with that, we head out of the NASCAR corner and let's head on to the wet ice. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and start our discussion around the NHL talking about where our division winner picks are at in the standings because it's getting kind of close to that midway point for hockey or or close enough for our books. So Mike, yep. um, well, while you're getting a website up, I got for, it ready. Good for standings. Let's go ahead and start in the North Division with the, or the Canada Division. Yep. Um, we both picked the Oilers as a division winner. Mike, your other pick was the Canucks, and I picked the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, I. Uh, so the the Oilers are in second place in the North. The yep. Canucks are in second to last, and the Jets are in third. Okay, who's the current division winner? Toronto Ma- Maple Leaves. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Let's go to the All West, right. Rich. All right. The West, we both picked the Golden Knights. Okay. And you picked the Minnesota Wild as your second team to come out of the West. I picked the Colorado Avalanche. So the Golden Knights of Las Vegas are uh, sitting at second place in the division. In third place is your Colorado Avalanche. And in third to last, or sixth sixth position, is the Miami Wild. Leading the West... Minnesota Wild. Or Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Leading the West is the St. Louis Blues. Mm, Okay. Not a surprise there, in my opinion. Nope. Um, Let's head out to the Central, Mike. Yep. Uh, We both picked the Tampa Bay Lightning. Or to okay. take the division, our, where we differed was you picked the Nashville Predators. As your second team to come out of the Central, I picked the Dallas Stars. So uh, leading the Central Division is the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. In fourth place is the Tampa Bay Lightning. In sixth place is the Dallas Stars. And in seventh place is the Nashville Predators. All right, so who would be who's in the number two spot for the Central and making the playoffs if the if the league if the, the playoffs started today? Uh, it would be the Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers. Yeah, oh. they they uh, actually gained a, a win, and the Blackhawks did not play that g- their game last night. So okay, so where where are the Blackhawks in the standings? They are in third place third place okay so that they're they're within reach so yep. this is one division where we're where we are really kind of off base with neither of our picks making the playoffs as of today and uh the final we're gonna go out to the east this is where we both picked two different teams so mike you picked the capitals and the penguins i picked the islanders and the flyers so um the flyers are in second the capitals are in third the Penguins are in fourth, and the Islanders are in fifth. They're all okay. trailing the Boston Bruins. All right. 
All right, and the final thing we got to look at, Mike, is our preseason picks for the Stanley Cup champions. So I picked the Colorado Avalanche, and you picked the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are in first place. The Colorado Avalanche in the league are one, two, three, four, thirteenth in the league. Uh, but again, that doesn't really matter as once you make the playoffs, all bets are off. Actually, with this year, if you remember right, Mike, the first playoff matchup is against the team from their division. So they would automatically have to face the number one team in the Western Conference or host that game if they are the number if they come out of the number one seed. So your first playoff matchup is against your divisional opponent. Yes, but I what I was I wasn't saying I wasn't saying that, that 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 didn't matter. I was saying more making the playoffs is the important part. At that point, uh, it doesn't really matter. Like yeah, yeah, all I, I would, off at the yeah, point. I, I can agree with that. Once you get out of your division, you yeah. got to win in your division first, and so it's not a so it's not as if you don't get a non-playoff opponent until you get out of that first that first round of the playoffs correct so um so rich you want to give us uh i did not get to watch the game yesterday i do have it recorded i was planning on watching it um sounds like maybe not the best idea to watch well yeah i i watched a little bit of the first period which is the only period that got played yep um, during the normal broadcast schedule because there was some difficulties with the sun. Yeah. As it was, they said it was in the 30 degrees out on Lake Tahoe, which was melting snow, and that was having, you know, that was also affecting the ice as well. Huh. So, yeah, imagine that the sun affecting the, the ice. But, yeah. Uh, but, and then. Because you put it in a place up, where the temperatures are generally warmer than that now granted they were cool enough but you know whatever okay yeah and so what they ended up having to do is due to the out of player safety they decided to move the game to nine o'clock eastern time to resume the second and third periods before ending the game to to play the rest of the game which the avalanche won three to two okay (sighs) and which caused tonight's Flyers Bruins game to be postponed. It was originally supposed to be to have a puck drop at puck drop at one o'clock Eastern time and that got moved to seven o'clock. So you can watch your NASCAR race and then go watch the hockey game. Not exactly. No? Because they moved the game to NBC SN instead of it being on NBC. I'll get you the password. Me, yeah. We'll see. It also depends on what the wife wants to watch later on. We'll get you logged in. Okay. Um, But I mean, it. Mean it was. It looked like it was a really picturesque location. While I think they, while they had hoped to have no fans physically there on the premises, there were still. I did see a couple of boats out on the lake and people in kayaks. And the broadcast team did like show like some of them holding up signs or what teams that they were 
wearing jerseys of, paddling up on their kayaks as close to the action as they could get. So you mean we're having a winter classic. I guess it's not a winter classic. A stadium series <laughs> game at a place where people are out on their kayaks. Because that were, makes it sense. Very, it was a very small amount of people. Not anything. I mean, they were socially distant. But, but if it's warm were, enough that I can be out on a kayak in the water, shouldn't that tell you something about what the uh, what the ice is going to do? You would think. But, yeah, upper 30, mid, mid to upper 30s. It just didn't work out. I mean, there was... Come on, hockey. You're better than this. Put it in places like Chicago. Put it in places... I mean, and if you're going to do it, make sure... I've been in on Daytona Beach in the middle of February when the temperature is 60 degrees outside and they have an ice skating rink on the beach. How can they do that and you can't get a hockey rink to stay up well to stay solid enough to uh, to play or to, to play a full game. I mean, I Within guess in the time slot that it was scheduled. Yeah, in the time slot that it scheduled it. I, either way, Lake Placid would have been much better than Lake Tahoe, I think. But it would have been it it might not have been as pretty. So. Um, anything else, by the way, watch this game because, and I'm not just saying you rich, but in general to our fans, we want you to watch these games. You want more of this outdoor hockey? You gotta, you gotta support outdoor hockey. The, the, the NHL is not going to play these games if people don't watch them. So even though you might have to do something different to watch it, do your best because that's what you got to do these days. Support with watching because that's how they earn money. So, yeah. So I, I guess one other thing we mean you mentioned that we put it in a colder weather climate. Yeah. So where else would you want to see? Where else could the NHL have staged the game in a colder climate where they could have controlled the environment to where it wouldn't have been hard to keep fans out of the area? Apparently, Dallas, Texas, is a colder environment. <laughs> Sorry, that's, I'm a terrible human being. I'm making a joke at Texas's expense. That is, I apologize. That is, I mean, it's true. It, it was a colder environment this week. But um, Minnesota, Boston could have hosted it. It probably is cool enough in Boston to hold it. With the teams that you have, the Flyers and, and the Bruins, right? Those are the teams that are playing today's game. Yeah. Why not put it like basically dead in the middle and put it in Lake Placid? Okay, so you you mentioned like Lake Placid um, in an article I think that that uh, ESPN put out talking about the risk of this game, or I mean the risk that they've always considered when they're having these stadium series games, was it's related to player safety and rink conditions. Yep. Of wanting to put it in a non-traditional location, like Lake Tahoe out on the golf course. Um, they mentioned like other places like uh, Yosemite National Park. Yep. Um, Yosemite National Park, like Central Park in New York City. Oh, that'd but be a great place to do it. Yeah, but there's challenges. Could you rope off? Could you rope off the area to keep fans away? To keep fans out of the area? Why couldn't they? 
They put concerts in the park and they put up fences and they keep people out of those. Why can't they do it? Why can't they, they cordon off enough to have the, the hockey match there? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Chicago. Could you stage it in the middle of Millennium Park? They've done it at Wrigley, Wrigley Field. They've done it at, at uh, um, they've done it in the Big House. Like you could do it at sporting arenas, then you have guaranteed ways to lock it out. If you want to have it at more of these iconic locations, you could totally. Uh, I bet a Yosemite, um, or um. Um, Yellowstone. Yeah, or... yellow. Yeah, Yosemite, Yellowstone, Big Sky, uh, Mount Rushmore. Mm, yeah, I think Mount Rushmore was another place where they mentioned where the you could you, do it. You could have some great fan. You could have the four greatest presidents of all time apparently sit down and watch you play while you play hockey in the and that's in the background. How awesome would that be? And I guarantee you, you can. I guarantee that the passes to get to that location, they close it off regularly enough because there's 1,600 feet of snow and you can't pass it. So you could make a way that you could get the guys in and get the guys out and make sure other people can't come. There are plenty of places you can put it that that you don't have to do that. Um, I mean, I like the concept of doing it at places like Lake Tahoe where – it's not necessarily that, but we know Lake Tahoe is not a place where where it would be best. Last year when they did it in Dallas, they were blessed to have cold enough weather and a good enough facility to keep it keep the the rink good. Mm-hmm. But they've done it in Denver. Ooh, yes, right. ooh. They, they did it at the Air Force Academy. They but they also did it it um, at. Uh, the baseball stadium when we when we drove yeah, by yeah, that's right they did do it at Coors Field when we drove by Coors Field and we wanted to do the we were thinking about going and taking pictures uh they had the hockey game going on so we couldn't get as close as we wanted remember yeah that's right they they were doing it at Coors Field that week um I, what about here's here's a crazy one it'd be a little hard but I think they could get a hockey rink in there how about the Garden of the Gods that would be hard to do it. I think they could. Um, ooh, maybe this is a little. Oh man, this is a little sacrilegious, Rich. I mean, American okay. sacrilegious, not actual like, not actually sacrilegious, but anti-American, I guess almost. But how about the reflecting pool in uh, in in Washington? In Washington. Yeah, or putting a rink somewhere in between. The, the in, in the national the mall in the within the national mall yeah like how about do it there nhl hit us up rich and i got all the ideas we got all these great places you could put it and it would be awesome and hey when they have the presidential inauguration are they able to cordon off space in the national mall to make sure people can and cannot get in that they don't want they're still there <laughs> The barricades are still up. Oh, wait. So if they can do it for that, why can't they do it for a hockey game they that's going to pay the city? There you go, people. Rich and I have solved all the problems 
put it in colder weather and put it in some of the most i mean how how cool would it be to do it in south dakota like that's the other thing do it in south dakota where you have huge amounts of hockey fans you have mount rushmore in the background like how is that not an awesome place to do it very true so bunch of great places um Ooh, could you do it at, uh, in Idaho Falls? You could easily do it in Idaho Falls or around, uh, around Boise. Even you might not go up to Glacier National Park. No, nah, do it, Alaska. Do it, uh, do it in the Snake River Gorge. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, we got to move on from that. Um, I think that's everything for hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's everything for hockey. I mean, so let's go ahead and talk talked baseball. hockey longer than we do in in, in most years in uh, this whole segment. Um, so uh, we are going to talk baseball, and first thing we're going to talk about is the Cubs have signed a few guys this week. They have. They brought back uh, old favorite Pedro Strope on a minor league deal with an invitation to spring training. Yep, and they signed Brandon Workman, um, yeah. who played last year with the Red Sox and the Phillies. So, does it feel like Jeb is saying our core defense and batting is already in place? All we really need to improve on is our pitching. I think so. I mean, they earlier in the summer. I don't think we t- touched base on it on on the on this show, but they kind of they brought in Jock Patterson, Jock Peterson, from the Dodgers to replace Kyle Schwarber out in left field. Yep. They they hit around they they hit about the same amount of home runs and have about the same batting average. But at least Peterson has a little bit better glove. Yep. Better a uh, better glove in the outfield, and they brought in uh, Jake Marisnik. Yeah. to be the Jake Bresnik to be in to be the utility outfield second utility because tell me Ian Happ's not a, a utility guy Ian Happ is the full-time center fielder okay he can play okay base and first base if needed and he's played third base and he's yeah. played right and left yeah. I, I think the only place we haven't seen him is shortstop shortstop and catcher and catcher okay tell me that's not a utility guy there's two but positions he hasn't also, played and i i'm sure they also want him they also want him in the starting lineup every day so he starts in center field and maybe shifts over to left field for defense or he can i mean they can if they need to give bias or if they need to give rizzo a day off they can put him at first like he can play anywhere. Yes, he can be the utility guy. He is, I would call him the full-time utility guy that is going to be regularly in center field. That's how I look at it. I understand how they're advertising him, but you and I know better than that. He's a utility guy. But, yes, they've they've done some improvements, but they've only added, what, two or three guys for yeah. for position players? Yeah, I think the only other guy other than that was like the new backup catcher, Austin Romine. Yep. And they brought back Cameron Mabin on a minor league deal. Yeah. 
that's really about it. So on the offensive side, you're going to see the same everyday players as you did last year. But instead of seeing Victor Carantini in the lineup once every five days, you're going to see probably Austin Romine. So what are we going to, what is it going to take to get the bats back in, in business? More games, better health. I, I, this is, this is a problem. Like, my problem with what's going, what, what has the, the lack of, um, moves, and I'm not just saying this year. The past two and, and three years, four years, I guess almost. No, it's been four years. The lack of real movement in our team. We've had guy. Half of our team has been in a slump since 2016. So they're still, you think they're still in a World Series hangover? I, tell me why, tell me why our bats are not producing like they sh- quote unquote should. What, what are, what needs to happen? I, and I don't have the answer, folks. This is why I'm asking the questions. But what are we doing? What are we seeing being done to improve our guys, uh, our bats? I haven't I seen. Know. Much. I mean, it, it's they tried to. They, I think they, if anything, they need to stick to a hitting approach. Yeah. They tried switching from the whole launch angle, prioritizing launch angle and hard hits, to switching the Chili Davis's more well-rounded approach of hitting to all fields. That didn't work, and then they switched back to launch angle and hard hits and that's almost led to them to be a team that either strikes out blocks out or hits into the shift yeah I, this is the or problem hits into a shift. we need to those are the problems that we need to fix and i don't see it happening and this is what's scary this is a team that logistically i mean we both know they should i mean in 2015, we were talking this was going to be the team that won five, six World Series in the next 10 years. And how many have we been to since 2015, Rich? One. One, but we've been to the playoffs or to the NLCS. Yeah, but... Three, three times since that World Series winning since 2015 and that's good and i i don't i don't discount that that's that a lot of baseball is getting to the playoffs makes you means you're a much better team than getting to the playoffs in like basketball or hockey means that you're a good team or football for that matter means you're a good team Mm -hmm. baseball getting to the playoffs actually means something which is kind of why the which is part of the reason why the players don't want to have uh don't want to don't want to expand the playoffs because they're afraid that that's going to mean that the value of the playoffs is less which means the value of players that can get you into the playoffs is less so i i can understand their their reasoning there but at the same time i would argue uh, more baseball I, I want I always want more baseball and even 162 games I after that I still want more baseball I am that guy I know I'm that guy I know I am in the minority of people who are that guy I think you're that guy too rich 
no, I don't want more playoff teams. The, the value making the playoffs, you should have to earn your playoffs position. I didn't like last year's field of a third-place team in a division making the playoffs. So you didn't did like the Cubs like making the playoffs all. last year? They won their division last year. The Cubs? Yes, they did. I thought we were in second no, place. No, they won the division last oh, year. Man. Okay. I they think... earned their playoff position. They did. I'm okay with having a wild card team. Of I'm even teams. okay with two wild card teams. Yep, I, I'm fine with that. And those two wild card teams face off, and then everything else is by the record, by records. But, but... I did not like last year where two third place teams made the playoffs. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, and I don't like both. I mean, yeah, you're right. Having both your first and second place division leaders in that, I don't like all of that, but either way. Um, so we have minor league, uh, divisions that we got to talk about. Yeah. As far as the Cubs go, we'll talk more about the Cubs, um, that'll be week two going and talking about in spring training, kind of what do the Cubs need to get worked out? Yeah. Um, I, again, I, I mean, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but Hey, um, so the major leagues, uh, has taken over minor leagues. And in that we have, uh, what our divisions are going to, or what our, our, uh, teams are going to, what, what, where the AAA, AA, and single A are going to be. We have uh, a Midwest division, or in AAA, we have East and West conferences, it looks like. And then we have Midwest division, Northeast division, Southeast division in AAA. What do we have in the AAA West, Rich? Or are you AAA not? West. I think I went to another another site. I think I lost the site that I had. Oh, okay. Um, in the AAA up, but... West... In... We have the East and the West divisions. Uh, it is in that that show link. It's the one that you have to highlight and then copy and paste because uh, it you didn't make it a link. I can see if I can make it a link here. Oh, it's fine. Um, there you go. It's a link now, so you should just be able to click on it and go. We're a well-oiled machine. So. We are. Um, the thing to know, each team only has one AAA affiliate. Each team only has one AA affiliate. And they have two single-A affiliates, a high-A and a low-A affiliate. That's it. Yep. That's all the, the baseball teams the that are considered MLB in the NMLB system. So you can't have teams that have three or four low A teams, they only get one low A team. Um, but we aren't yeah, to low A. Gone are the days of short season. Yeah. Short season teams, which was uh, when we, when my wife and I lived out in Oregon, that's what the local team was. It was a short season team that played basically in June through September. That was it. They played yep. three, you... month, three or four month schedule instead of a full, a full you, slate of games. You might see... Uh, short season baseball, it's not going to be um, affiliated with any NF and uh, MLB teams, so you won't see some of it's. They're not development 
they're not true development leagues anymore. Um, so that's that's where you're going to lose it. Okay, Rich, double A, what do we got to look at in the double A's? In the double A's, you have Central, Northeast, and East, I think it is. Or, and South. South, sorry. It's flipping out. It's... It's constantly changing. <laughs> oh no! If you constantly scroll, changing. if you scroll down the page, if you scroll oh. down, um, the second section gives you the the gives it to you. So in the uh, in the double A central, uh, which is more where we care about, but not all the way. Um, the central you would think would we would care about because it would be teams from the Midwest, and most of it is, um, but they have the North and the and the South divisions in the central in double a Northeast. Um, they have the Northeast and the Southwest division, which kind of is a little mind boggling, but that's okay. But the team we actually care about is in the double a South division, the North side of the South division where the North side, Tennessee Smokies play. Yeah. Knoxville, Tennessee. Speaking of which, your AAA Cubs team that we forgot to highlight uh, is Rich, the Iowa Cubs in Des Moines. Just I, you and I know that, but we got to give it to the people. Um, let's get now that uh, we've done all those. We really the the one are probably the the one that we care about truly is uh, the High A and Rich. You want to give us some highlights? Uh, give us the, 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 I guess conferences of the high of the high A, and then we'll give the, yeah, the divisions. Yeah, the conferences are high A Central, the Southeast, and the West. Uh, it's just East. No. High A no. East. Dang it! It's all right. So in the high A. Uh, Central, you have the East and the West Divisions. And the West Division is the one we got to talk about because uh, you have the Beloit Snappers, the Cedar Rapid Colonels, the Peoria Chiefs, the South Bend Cubs, the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. I'm, I forgot a team in there, Rich. Which team did I forget? The Quad City River Bandits. Oh, yeah. So if you want to check out uh, future players of the Kansas City Royals, which, by the way, they also announced something for the Quad City River Bandits that has to do with that. Uh, Rich, you want to give us uh, what that is? They signed a 10-year player development deal with the Royals. Such good news. That is such good news for the Quad Cities. Makes me happy. And they will be playing the South Bend Cubs, so the South Bend Cubs will come into the Quad Cities. I don't know if you're allowed to go watch games down there yet. I mean, not yet, because it's not going to happen for another two months, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. You, If you're allowed to go, you'll get to see some future Cubs players. Um, and then we have, um, this in the high, high A East, we have the North and the South Divisions, and then the high A West is all by its lonesome. Uh, and then we have low A with an East, a Southeast, and a West division. Uh, our conferences with Central, North, and South in the East division. 
or in the East Conference. The Southeast has the East and the West Divisions. And then the Low A West has the North and the South Divisions. That's it, folks. That's I mean, Each team has one at each level. And that's all the baseball. That's all the major league baseball there is. Yeah. Um, any like general thoughts on it? Do Do you like that there is less minor league baseball out there? Do you think they get did a good job of kind of I think aligning everything? I again, I'm the guy that wants more baseball across the country. I want I want there to be more opportunity for people to see it. However, I think that this, A, it levels the playing field of what farm systems can actually look like. It means that you can't have two low-A teams and kind of stash guys down there so that other teams can't get them. But I hope what happens, and this is what my hope is, I hope that independent baseball, which it sounds like there's uh, the Quad Cities area, Clinton and Burlington, are both getting independent league baseball. I I hope more of that springs up for communities that have lost their teams. Um, and I, I hope that, that that gives more of an opportunity for people to get to see baseball. That's still a lot of baseball teams, though. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy with it. Um. No, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I think it's good to have consistency across the board. Um, it's going to help the ch- quote unquote cheaper teams. I don't want to say poorer teams because none of these teams are really poor, but the cheaper teams um, stay on a more level playing field than some of the bigger teams. It can have you know the Yankees can afford to have fifty. 50 different minor league teams feeding into them if they wanted to. They can't do that now. So, yeah, as far as um minor league baseball goes, I I I'm with you. I, I feel bad for the team for the communities that lost their teams like Clinton and Burlington, long-time long-time affiliates, but they just they lost their teams more than likely due to where they were geographically located. Yeah. And, and like uh, Fresno Fresno, California, suffered from that. Oh, they went from being a team, a community that had a triple A team. Now they have a low A team. But they still have baseball. Come on now. They do. And they're located. um, (laughs) Fresno, California is not near anything. Yeah, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. They're halfway between, I mean, not between, but they're, they're, yeah, they, they're not near anything. So, yeah, that kind of sucks for them. But they still yeah, have baseball. And, exactly. I mean, I mean and, I, and I also like from a geographical standpoint, at least with Major League Baseball taking taking this all in, is it's going to ultimately cut down on travel within the minor leagues, which is going to be better for the players better for the players as well as being able to call people up get people to and from the minor league team to the major league team when needed as a lot of these teams their triple a team is going to be either within a major city to where they can easily hop on a flight and get up to the major league team or they're within driving distance 
as I mean you look at where the where a lot of these teams triple a teams are at they're not that far away from the major league team as well correct and that's that's going to help quite a bit so yeah. or at least all of their minor league teams for the most for the most part they're all in geograph they're in the same geographical region as the major league team yeah i mean teams that really improved on this the minnesota twins having their triple a team just across the river in st paul yep um one of the just best across the river in st paul that's really the only that, that was the big the big improvement for me i mean las vegas isn't that far away from oakland california but um Tacoma, Washington being so close to Seattle. Yep. Yep. I think it's a great thing and that's going to help them quite a bit. Yeah. As far as minor league baseball goes, uh, they're planning on a 144 game schedule for the triple a teams and double a is going to play 138 games a piece. And the single a is going to play 132. And a lot of that has to do with how major league baseball is doing spring training this year where the main players that are reported right now are basically triple a and major league baseball players. And then once spring training ends for those two teams, that's when you're going to see your high a single a and rookie league players coming in, coming into town and getting into the complex and starting their spring training. Yeah. But all this is also pending COVID as COVID could push back the start of minor league baseball. But as of now, that's how many games they're going to play. And I mentioned before travel. Travel was a big thing that uh, that MLB hoped to improve through all of this. And I'm trying to find the spot in the article where it talked about the reduction in travel, but it's not there. I... Yeah, they said something about the fact that it's gonna. Um... Travel is going to be reduced overall. I mean, just looking at the yeah, the high A Central Division where where the River Bandits are at. I mean, they're basically just going to be playing teams that are within the same region. I mean, you're yep. you're traveling amongst Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio. You're not going. That's it. Yep where those are all within a couple and with uh with them scheduling games within like 16 six game brackets six game series you're not that's also going to cut down the number number of travel days you're not going to be playing a three games as a team on the road you're not going to play three games in one city hop on the bus go out to the next team for three or four games and then come back and then eventually work your way back home you're going to be in those cities a little bit longer than just three or three to four days at yeah. a time so it's it's good. It's what the I think it's something that the league needed to do, and I think it's something that's going to help the team, uh, or help the teams in general. Um, they also raise the salary for all of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, all of your minor leaguers are going to be getting more money every week. Period. Um, your the minimum rookie level uh, is. Um, went from 290 to 400 a week uh single a it went from 290 to 500 a week um 350 to 600 for double a 502 to 700 a week minimum 
minimum for 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 AAA. I mean that doesn't include if a if a guy has a major league contract. Yep. Like a like he signed his rookie deal that could have come with a bigger signing bonus, a bigger signing bonus to help. I mean you there were stories of of guys struggling to of surviving on like what they can easily cheaply buy at yep. the at the grocery store, like the ramen noodles or pastas. Yeah. So and it's and and they're the expected minimum. to to still perform at a high level, and mm-hmm. it's and it's good to see, um, it's good to see, um, the growth therein, and it's something that we love to see, um, and hopefully it will help. Um, speaking of minor league baseball players, we have one to talk about. Yeah, Tim Tebow officially retired from baseball. He ended his journey to. Um, so is he going to start playing? Is he going to start playing basketball now? I don't know. Or hockey? I could see him I do hockey. So. No, I, I don't think so. I think he's he's going to commit full time to his broadcasting career. Okay. I think with with the SEC network and doing and doing those Nissan commercials around the Heisman House. Yeah. As being a former Heisman co- Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, that's true. So, but I mean, he made it all the way up to AAA. I think he had a lifetime batting average about two twenty six, which is not terrible, folks. Especially being in being making it all the way to AAA. So. Um. Any other news in the in the major leagues that you want to talk about before we move over to uh, officially quick our quick hits? Um, as we have a few things to talk about in there, um, but we're gonna make it as short as possible, hopefully, because we've already hit our hour mark. Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, like, not really. The, so the first quick hit we got is uh, Carson Wentz. Yep. Uh, traded to the Colts. Uh, the Colt. The uh, the Eagles will get a third-round pick in the 2021 draft and a conditional 2022 pick, which at a minimum will be a second-round pick but can turn into a first-round pick if he plays 75% of the snaps or 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. I um, think that's a valid deal for him. Like, legitimately, that is probably... Like, I... I've I said and and I'm kind of kind of contradict myself a little bit here so bear with me it's not the first time I've done it and it probably won't be the last but I am glad the Bears didn't get him first of all but if the Bears would have paid the same exact price as the Colts paid I would not be upset with that deal Okay I can agree with you on that I mean the round Super Bowl Sunday a story leak that it was Nick Foles, Tariq Cohen and I think it was almost a first and a second round draft pick. Yeah, way way higher, which is what uh, from from everything I hear that's what the Eagles were asking for and legitimately expecting to get for Carson Wentz. Now the money they paid him that would be about accurate. But as more quarterbacks are getting paid, that the amount of money that's on Carson Wentz's contract is going to, that's the hit on that contract. Isn't going to be as bad once you compare it to other quarterbacks, except um, we already know this is a fact. The 
the the the uh, salary cap is going down next year. It is. And when the salary cap goes down, the percentage of the hit that Carson Wentz now is is higher. Okay. So overall, if the Bears have played a similar price, I w- Carson Wentz, I would not would be not... happy that we had him, but I would not be upset at the at the deal that we made to get him. Okay. Okay. So, I know that's I mean, kind of complicated, but basically, it says the deal is a good deal. I I still wouldn't want Carson Wentz on my team. Yeah, I I don't think so. I don't think I would have wanted him either. I mean, he he had a great was it twenty? Wait, when did the Eagles make make the Super Bowl? Was that seventeen? Seventeen? Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen or eighteen? That yeah. was his big breakthrough year and he was on par that maybe he wouldn't have maybe he would have been an MVP candidate that year which led to him getting that big contract but since he signed on the dotted line and got paid he's been injury plagued and then this year was a just a total disaster yeah including him getting sat at times and then bringing in a third string quarterback to get reps in to see if that might be where they're going this year, this upcoming year. There's a lot of issues going on there. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think he he's worth actually going after, but I think what the Colts are paying for him is, a, is I think that's the fairest deal. Because if he, if he springs back and has a career year, we're going to, Look at this as the deal uh, as the deal of the century. The Colts are poised to be a Super Bowl contending team. They needed a quarterback. With the loss of Philip Rivers, they needed a quarterback. They have a quarterback that has shown some glimpses of greatness and could potentially be great. I think that's a fine deal. Yeah, I, I like it too. I mean, India, I think it's a good move for Carson Wentz. He's going to get away from that Philly, harsh Philly fan base. Oh, yeah. And media market yep. and go to Indy where people where people are a lot nicer. And, and it's, he's it's a lot smaller a, of, a, of a market. Yeah, much smaller market. He's going to be playing behind a great offensive line. Oh, yeah. And if you have a good offensive line, you can take – you can take a average or good quarterback and within the system, he can be great. Oh yeah. Maybe not to that level of the tier one quarterback, but he can be a quarterback that can take your team and make it a playoff contender. Yeah. So like I think the Colts are with, with Wentz, with, with uh, Wentz under center. With that being said, I'm going to pull the pin and then put it right back in. Uh, we, we Next week, I want you to join us for what we're going to leave off as a cliffhanger, the Deshaun Watson trade deals and discussions. Um, I have a lot of opinions about this. Uh, I tend to go on rants and Rich tends to watch me and then say, yeah, I agree. Or sometimes we'll push back. Hopefully we can have a, a good discussion next week. I think he's going to agree with a lot of what I have to say about this uh, discussion, but he might also have he might have some good counterpoints. So tune in next week 
as we discuss our thoughts on Deshaun Watson requesting a trade and the reasonings behind it. What do you think, Rich? That'll, that works for me. Okay. That'll give you a little bit more time to come up with good discussion points. I had good... Yeah. I, 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 I know, I know, but it, it, less of it being flying... By the seat of my less pants? Of it, less, yeah, seat of your pants or a rant to where that just came just that uh that you just wanted that uh that was just added to the late line to, to the outline during pre-show yeah no i've had i actually have had some things to say about it for a while but i just i keep forgetting i kept forgetting to bring it up this way we have it we'll talk about it next week um rich any any shout outs we got to do uh i i see no comments shout outs um in, for this week's show but uh I do have a shout out for for the show. Uh, I have two of those to do. Uh, do you have any before I do mine? Uh, no, I do not. Make sure to uh, wish the uh, uh, the birthday boy uh, yeah. a shout out if if that wasn't on your list. Those were the two I was going to do this week. Okay, um, go ahead, Mike. Two friends of the show. One the neighbor uh, turns one. I think it's tomorrow or maybe today. I don't remember. But uh, my neighbor's little one year old boy. Uh, we had his birthday party yesterday. It was a great time. Um, and then two, friend of the show, contributor, officially contributor of the show, because he's been on the show a couple of times, uh, okay. Nick Rice. Um, happy birthday, sir. Thank you for all you do. Um, we He actually came by the house yesterday when he came over for the party to see the neighbor's uh, baby's one-year-old party. He then stopped by to see some fish tank stuff, and he's excited to see how good the studio looks. And uh, he, we will likely get him, him in here so we can have a three-way discussion um, and look forward to that. Uh, but uh, happy birthday to you, Nick. Uh, Rich, if people are watching our faces and they realize they just want to listen to us, what should they do? Uh, head on over to wherever you download your favorite podcasts and uh, search search for us, Balls and Sticks, the podcast. Yep. I know we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, and uh, Spotify, but I'm sure we're on a couple of other ones as we, well. We are. Uh, those are the big ones, though. Um, and, folks, if you are listening to us and you want to join in on, a, on the discussion, jump over to Facebook.com slash Balls and Sticks or facebook.com slash fans of Balls and Sticks, so you can join in the discussion. Uh, the fan page is where our poll questions is, and that's you have to be a fan in order to vote. And our, um, and our, our main page is where we post our videos every week. So you can actually see us. And if you happen to be around at our normal t- when we're doing it and you comment, we will read your comments and give you shout-outs on the air, like we did last week for Josh. So, yeah, And there's still time to join Fantasy NASCAR, whether you get your picks in time for the road race, for this week's race, as uh, we'll give a weekly shout-out to the winner, Yep. Or, or the highest finisher not named Mike or Rich every week. Yep. So. Um, and I'm thinking, and I haven't told Rich this, but I'm thinking about potentially... And, folks, we want to hear from you. So would you consider uh, wanting some balls and stick merch with Rich's, Rich and my face on it? Okay. Or we come up with a logo. Nick, uh, we might need your help for that. 
So anyway, uh, thanks for joining us, folks. Rich, what's the time to do? Probably time to roll that outro slash intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. 